0: gentlemen good afternoon boys and girls welcome to another episode of the witching hour podcast i'm your host as always john Roysland. with me together today finally together t- returning mr pj starks and mr for the first time that pj is allowing his face to be seen on my show uh, <laughs> partner in crime mr eric as, uh, i pronounced this correctly i apologize Huck, Huckinson. Huck, <laughs> Huck. It's Huss,
1: Huss, yes. yes. Huskison. 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 There you I, go, Perfect. Or Derek Hus- Huskison, if you yeah. want to just <laughs> go there. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, you're
0: more than welcome, Hanky, for, t- for taking the time. I know how busy you guys are, especially right now. Um. So, all right. So, no wasting any time. New Fears Eve. We're going to jump right into it. <laughs> Um, this is another Blood Moon Productions, obviously, but for those who cannot read behind you, the, the beautiful banner in the backdrop there. Ta-da, there we go. Um, you guys have been banging movies out one after another for a couple of years now. I have seen the trailer for the new film. It looks phenomenal. I will Thank admit you. every show gets better and better. The quality, the production, the score even in a trailer was amazing. Uh, that was one thing, honestly, that really caught me. I was like, wow, that music is not quirky. It's not corny. It's really good. So,
1: but well, uh, it helps when you license music from people who are very talented.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, give everybody a, a quick rundown on the film. Cause I remember last time we talked, you, this was kind of a, a small thing in the back of your brain that you were working on as your finishing product. I know you already have, you know, with New Fear's Eve. PJ, I already know you've got the next project in the back of your mind. The gears are going. I know that about you. Um, So give everybody a quick rundown, New Fears Eve, and uh, just tell everybody what it's about, the basis, and when we can expect this.
1: I always do it. Do you want to do it this time? Well, you wrote it, so I'll let you take off. He's always passing the buck. No, I mean, (laughs) so uh, it's the long and the short of it. It's about three co-workers. They all work for uh, Hooper Industries. It's very ambiguous as to what they do and what they manufacture. But uh, it's the events leading up to these three friends who all end up having to go to this mandatory New Year's Eve party. Of course, all the employees have to go. None of them want to be there. Unbeknownst to the three, uh, there is a, a serial killer. Who is stalking each one of them, and uh, he ends up following them to the party, and then of course everyone gets trapped inside, and then it's uh yeah it's just a bloodbath from there. So that's got that's it. the the long and the short of the of the synopsis.
0: Okay, all right. Well, it it sounds fun, um, and this is a comedy horror. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've got, in my opinion, three three heavy hitters that you've got for the film. Uh, David Sheridan, as everybody knows as Doofy, um, who it actually took me, a, it actually did take me a second during the trailer to take kind of a double glance and look at the face. I was like, holy shit, that's Doofy <laughs> all cleaned up, looking nice and sharp, uh, yeah. lovely Felicia Rose. And one of my personal favorites, uh, Hannah, Hannah Fearman, um, from, Small parts, but what basically caught my eye with her obviously was from her segment from VHS, uh, one mm. of my favorites, and I think she's a very underrated actress. So I was thrilled to see her in the uh, in credits for you. So, uh, production wise, how is, how are, how were, where do we stand with everything?
1: Well, uh, we're knee deep in post production. This is where PJ is like, uh, wants me to leave him alone. He's heavy into the editing part of it. Um I am going through uh, all the finances and trying to break down what we spent wardrobe, special effects, getting figuring out where we are money wise. I'm doing that while he's doing the editing. We have the other Indiegogo that just started this past uh well I guess Friday wasn't it? Was it Wednesday Wednesday, that's right. Um mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I'm I'm past the weekend already. Right, that's good. Uh we had the new Indiegogo to start up um you know we uh can we talk about we secured a uh composer for the score well that doesn't get that yeah that I, I, I said i didn't i'm not saying this yeah, name. We, have, we have when does this drop when
0: yeah. do you want it to drop
1: <laughs> well we if if uh okay so real quick we haven't announced we have uh, a composer I is, yeah right? i was gonna say we have a composer who signed on uh but we haven't announced Okay. So we're not doing it until like Tuesday of next week. So ah. well, yeah. Okay. All so right. it's kind Fair of enough. top secret right now, but it's it's a a big name. I'll yeah. I'll say this. He's an Academy Award-winning composer. Yeah. That wow. basically in the last probably two weeks just secured him, got the contract signed. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's going on post. Um and uh just You know, trying to get through all of that, get his editing to see where it's at. There's so many video files and music files he's about to pull his hair out already. Yeah, right. you can't see it right on the other side of this banner is the whole editing setup. And um, I haven't begun to edit the film Mm -hmm. because there's so many audio files that I have to go through because, of course, we had the boom, and then we had all the actors had wireless lavalier mics, so, of course, we have all those. So there's like 400-some-odd. Uh, audio files and uh what oh what doesn't God. help is that most of the time we wouldn't stop recording mm-hmm. it's every time we took a break or we did another setup during shooting they would just continue to run mm-hmm. and there's like three hour audio files in there that i have to sit and just <laughs> meticulously sit through until i get to the takes to make sure that you know, i don't miss it, anything so yeah it's that part's tedious but um but once I get once I get all that organized and I get to the actual editing part, I'll breeze right through that. Uh, just to give you a good idea, the trailer that you saw was one that we originally, it was put together in May, okay. and it was um, meant to be like a sales trailer that was going to go out to uh, investors who are potentially uh, interested in the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a weekend, and I was just going to throw together a real quick teaser trailer and then once i sat down and started putting it together because uh, i'm anytime i edit a trailer i always had like a finished film to to, to work with but i didn't so this is the first time i did anything with just straight raw files um but after about 16 hours that's what you saw is is what i ended up putting together so from beginning to end um, and I didn't think I was going to be able to put together like a full trailer together, but thankfully uh, it worked out, and, and we're beautifully. Thank you. No, beautifully. But, yeah, I... so, so now, so now I'm going through all the audio files, and and then I'll start putting the actual film. So I, probably by the middle to end of August, we'll have a uh, a full cut of the movie, not score, not sound mixed or color graded, but just mm-hmm. an actual cut from beginning to end of the film.
0: Well, I guess all those extras will make for a nice little special limited edition with the, the with the second disc with all the you know, all the outtakes and people walking around right. talking badly about everybody. Then you know, when they everybody thought the film had been, you know, cut. But uh no, that that's there's, awesome.
1: Believe it or not, there's quite a bit of audio of people going to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> you so. seem to have had a huge production on this. You know, yeah. I'm wa- I'm yeah. watching your social media and this looked like a much larger scale production than any of your other films that you guys have put together yeah and this is also a single narrative all the
1: other ones we've done before have all been anthologies so this is the first right. one right we've and, done like that and just so, to throw out there's a there's also a video going to be on maybe on that other disc that i'm looking forward to that people might enjoy where pj when i and i went out on an excursion for a product we needed for the movie. And uh, so I suggested that we have somebody follow us event and video the whole thing. And I think that's going to be funny, interesting. 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 interesting.
0: <laughs> There's that word interesting.
1: Uh-huh. Right, right Interesting. Right. Probably be canceled by the time that it's <laughs> over with. But, uh, you know, those things happen.
0: Oh man! So you two have been uh, partners in crime uh, for what eight, ten, ten years? Ten uh, years uh,
1: now. The company's only been around to be eight years in December, but we've been working together since 2013. I couldn't yeah. give you the month, but um, I couldn't either. Yeah, so it was the zombie run thing we did for WB, You did for WBKR. It was the first thing we worked together, but we've been working together pretty solid since then. Yeah.
0: So, Eric, you per- primarily, excuse me, uh, in the past, you have primarily been more of the, in producing,
1: is that correct? Right. I, I do a lot of the business side where he does mm-hmm. a lot of the more creative side. Now that's gone How, more or less, it was kind of, maybe 50, 50, and I did a little bit more of the creative. I did write one of the segments in 13 Slays, mm-hmm. did my first directing in 13 Slays. Um, I, uh, a lot of the, there's a lot of, uh, misconception out there with some of this i did not direct this film i originally was going to direct this film um pj and i's conversations were no it can go this way and i'm like no it's not going to go that way and we ended up co-directing it i didn't want to direct yeah, that's right. what it was i honestly i didn't want to direct because Last time we
0: talked, you would, you would heavily lean towards that. You had mentioned a lot of not wanting to direct in the future. Right.
1: And I didn't want to because I wrote it and I'm producing it. Mm -hmm. And then I knew I was going to end up editing and I was work. I knew also, I knew, um, I had a, when you write something, you have a lot of ideas in your head for visual style and stuff. Sure, sure. So I worked very closely with Alex, Mm -hmm. um, who was our director of photography, Alex Clark. So he and I worked real close with a lot of the shots and stuff. Um, So I knew I was going to be doing that as well. So I really, really did not want to direct. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, well, I don't know if it was really asking as much as I was like, hey, you should direct this. (laughs) And uh, that was the That was the uh, direction we were trying to go. He was like, you know that's not going to happen because you have all these ideas in your head, this, that, and the other. You know exactly how you want it shot. You know how it and all this kind of stuff. And I said, you're going to walk away. I'm going to direct – you're going to come back and look at it and go, no, I want to do it this way. So basically I would say the best way is I directed a lot of the acting. He directed a lot of the actions, special effects, and stuff like that. So if Um, the action is good, it's all – my doing the acting is bad. It's his fault. <laughs> Anything to knock me down, it's not what does. Actually does. And then he's going to say, Oh, he's playing the victim again. How big surprise. I never can win with this man.
0: So so it's a partnership until something goes bad. Then it was, Well, that was your child over there.
1: Yeah, it's always, you point, so you pointed towards me. See, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's, it's going well. It's like 51% yeah. is over here. It's right. going totally. About 60% is over there. It's that so guy. I, you know, yeah. I, you know, back to your original question that with, with, what I do, I mean, when, when we did 13 Slays and it did so well, he had come to me as he always does. I mean, I have ideas too. I throw at him, but he throws out more than to me than I do to him. And he had brought up New Fears Eve. And I'm like, dude, can we just please get through this film before you start throwing like ideas? <laughs> when the 13 Slays did so well, and we started talking about doing the film, I was like, dude, we're going to have to go back. I'm sorry, you're going to have to go back and do your New Fears Eve. Go to that next holiday since 13 Slays did so well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm mean, i glad we did because it's being well-received yeah. already. It was a great film, film, by the way, it. yes. Um, and he wrote it, but, you know, I do read it. I do give approvals, and there are some nuances of me in the film where I'm like, well, maybe you should say this here, or maybe this should be more action than, than, than just voices, you know, we're talking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are nuances of me in it, but it's all his story. But I am still part of the creative, but not as high a percentage that he is. Hopefully that's going to go more 50-50 both ways one day.
0: And how are you uh, perceived in that with with your creative side bringing that c- coming out from behind the desk let's say? Are you Am enjoying, I received are, by him? Uh yeah, by him as or, or creatively by uh, by the staff and even uh-huh. or, you know, or even by yourself. Are you happy with with how when you take when you take a you know, center center stage, you say, all right, this is how I'm going to run things. When you're out there I'm with him directing. Comfortable
1: with that. I'm mm-hmm. getting more comfortable with that, working next to him and watching him. And then when he does it, and then compared to what I'm doing, people gravitate towards him. Right. So sometimes it's, it, it's hard on me with that, because I guess a self-esteem issue possibly might be in there. But I'm also new to a lot of this stuff, and I'm watching and learning, and um i'm glad i'm doing little bits and pieces uh, along the way i mean there have some of the directing that i did do in this i'm like well we need to add this in there we need to change out of this turn so i did do directing mm-hmm. um but not at the caliber of me doing a whole film right uh i've gone awesome. a long way before i will call myself a director and that's not being a self-esteem i just i'm not comfortable enough to say i'm a director and I'm just not. Sure. No, uh, I appreciate I'm getting, that. we getting a lot better with writing on the creativity side. And I, I can t- shut up. I can take, <laughs> I can take something. I, <laughs> we, we do have differences of my stories compared to his story. Sure. Uh, but I mean, he is well receptive with me when he hands me something. I'm like, dude, I really like this, but I really think this needs to be said this here, I think you need to change this around to this. And he's been receptive, If he doesn't like me, he tells me, but there's been a few things that I think are going to go over really well that I took his idea and I changed it a little bit to make it that much funnier or that much more of a punch right there. Um, but we work well together like that. I mean, we we do. I mean, if we're not joking and, and doing stuff, we're just not talking to each other. <laughs> we're pretty laid back on set. And, like, for me, collaboration, that's my favorite part of the whole process um, working with other people. I mean, there are times when I have a very specific idea as to how I would like to see something done, but nine times out of ten, and this goes for both of us, anytime we're working with someone, whether it's an actor or somebody behind the camera or whatever, we always, um, anytime we have like a meeting with the cast and crew, we always tell them, we're like, look, you all are creative entities too. I mean, yeah, this is a Blood Moon Pictures production, but anytime you have an idea, a suggestion, an idea for a line, Whatever it is, come to us, or if we're right there on set, say, "Hey, what if we did this?" And if there's time, we'll give it a shot. If it if we don't think it'll work, we'll explain to you why we wouldn't do it. But we always try to take people's feedback and and uh, input and and put it towards the project because that's the one thing. It's like, of course, there's what's on the script. And it's like, you want to think, hey, this is a good idea. But then sometimes someone, on set, someone will say, well, what about this? And it's a better idea than what's there originally. Right. And you would be stupid not to take that idea because at the end of the day, it's just making the movie better. Right. And <laughs> there's a, uh, we we added this additional little opening credit sequence and uh, we, we, it was an opportunity for us to kind of open the door for anybody who's in Owensboro to come be extras. It was another way for, we had all these like Hooper Industries polos. Mm-hmm. So we thought, Hey, this is a way for us to to kind of populate the office to make it actually look like it's a running functioning office. And it helped add some, a little bit of time on there to where we could do some opening credits and things. But anyway, so, um, this one we added this extra little scene and I'm not going to say what the lines were, but, the, the original idea of what the line was was not great. So we started going, well, hey, what should what should the line be here? And what should the line be here? So everybody was just kind of throwing their and at one point I came up with a line and I but I didn't want to tell anybody. So I ran over, it was Ryan McCain. He was uh he was like our main grip on the but he also played this little cameo role. And I ran over to him, I whispered in his ear, I'm like, see this. And then I come back and he says it and then everybody dies laughing and then Eric's like okay well we got to have another we have to have another line in there because while that was funny it's a bit extreme (laughs) for probably a lot of people's delicate sensibilities out there so if we have to have an alternate take just in case um you know like if whoever distributes the film comes to us and goes this is funny, but there's no way we can have him say this line, right? Um, you know, the whole canceled thing. Uh, yeah, I'm the worrier. I'm the one that's always like, <laughs> if something's like, we need need to make sure this is here, this is here. We got to back this up just in case. Yeah. So, but, I was but the other worry about that. The other thing though is that like I got increasingly frustrated because at that point, like he he threw that out there as a suggestion. Okay, well now we need an alternate take. And everybody started trying to throw lines out that were, and I'm not trying to say I'm the most hilarious person in the world, but everybody was trying to throw a line out that was equally as funny, but a bit safer than what I had him say. Right. And we, nothing that was thrown out there was as funny. And uh, finally it got to, can we, can we cuss on? Oh, fuck. No. Okay. Um, But I, but uh, it got, it it just, it, it went on for like five minutes and I was like, I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just keep, let's just move on. Let's move on. We don't need another tape. I mean, it's a horror comedy. And if somebody gets offended, fuck them. Who cares? It's <laughs> not that big a deal. It's a hilarious line and it's comedy and people should have a sense of humor. This Thank you. It's stupid. Yep. And I was like, really? this like one of the few times on set where I like legitimately got frustrated. And was like, who cares? Who cares? If somebody gets offended, let's just move on. We got other things we have to do. Um. Not that I don't care about other people. No, of course behavior. not. You know, and that that's a huge ep-
0: it, uh, issue nowadays. Is you know, censorship back in the days was, uh, you know, somebody flashed a boob, or you can't say the the shit word on TV or something like that. Right, right. Nowadays, it's a whole nother, It's 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 a, and it's it's not even censorship. It's offending people. Well, the, pr- f-
1: the problem the, the the problem with that, and this will be the only thing I really say, but the problem with that is that. People feel like their personal offense, should you need to cater to that. And the the issue with everyone believing their own personal offenses need to be catered to is everybody's offended by different things. But someone like me, I mean, sure, I get offended by stuff. I've lost two kids. You know, I've been divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is currently going through cancer and it's not looking good okay so but but here's the thing i can sit around and complain about it and be offended by everything or i can realize that these things are just a part of life and that jokes are jokes and they're not there to hurt your feelings but if your feelings get hurt move on right move on i was the fat kid in school i got bullied do you know what that did that helped me build character. I'm not advocating bullying, but what I'm saying is, is that if someone's bullying you, use that to build character. Don't expect the world to change because you have an issue. Yeah, but you didn't change. Look at you. Right, but anyway, <laughs> I just got, I just got fatter and and sadder. <laughs>
0: He is reaching into that Twinkie drawer in his desk the minute he gets yeah, up on this interview. Yeah. Oh,
1: when I when I reach for the Twinkie, you'll know
0: about it. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I keep yeah. waiting for and that's someone the thing, to there's
1: gonna be comedy in this movie mm-hmm. that touches that line. I'm sure. Oh yeah, well, been, you it, know, you know, I mean, on that same line. I mean, not even being offended. I mean just movies in general i don't care what genre they are i mean you look at forrest gump i think it's a great movie from beginning to finish but sure. there's people out there that don't yeah. like it i know people got on third, but i think it's stupid blah 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 hmm. and that goes with any film that he and i make whether it's comedy drama whatever we're going to do there's going to be a group of people out there that are going to have their say so and it. we I, my my one segment, I had a bunch of people that didn't like my segment and got on there and I didn't go say anything to them. It was their opinion. It was their opinion. So, but, I mean, you're never going to completely want right. to So you can't go at this creatively doing that. I was just saying, just in case, on this one line, maybe we should have an alternative in case. They do come back and go, oh, we have something we can just put in there real quick. That's right. all I was doing. I didn't care. I don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because to me, it's comedy. It's entertainment. Everybody's entertainment level is different. And not everybody's always going to like our films or is going to do that percentage. Don't, but we can't stop doing it because And the best comedy always comes from a broken place. Safe comedy sucks. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Safe comedy sucks. I'm sorry. Right. No, I mean, uh,
0: that's the reason why I have not yet to have watched, was it History of the World Part Two? Came out, what, uh, two, three months ago? I won't touch it because I know... How much the original pushed so many buttons and yeah, exploited yeah. so many different races and sexes and stuff like right. that? I won't even touch the new one. Why? I'm a big
1: Mel fan. He's he's yeah. the top guy out there, and I and I and I want to watch it because I'm such a fan, and I know this could very well be his last thing he does because he's up True. there. Yes, but um, because of somebody that was involved, I was a little worried about that. Then when yeah. I saw and I wondered how it was going to go. Um, I still probably watch it because I'm a Bell Brooks fan, sure. but, you know, and I have heard this from several people going back to what you just said, that, you know, Blazing Saddle will never get remade. Oh
0: my God, I know. Well, I'm glad you know it won't how, ever get remade, but you'll this, never see you it aired will, anywhere will. either. Huh? You'll never see it even aired anywhere along with, I mean, Christ, TV yeah. shows like uh, uh, All in the Family, The Jeffersons, you, you, you'll never see yeah. anything like that ever again
1: history never. of the world will never get never get remade. I will say this. I have a, everything is cyclical. When I yes. say everything, I, I mean everything, I, I think everything. I mean, If you watch a lot of comedians now, mm-hmm. a lot of them are going ahead and going for it. And that, I think one, it's great. Yep, you know, the, you know I, I won't use the words here but like the f-word, I've heard that a bit. Not the F word, but the F word, the right. R word, right? You know, um, you things that we we feel like, and once again, these jokes are not meant to hurt people's feelings. Sure. Are people's feelings going to get hurt? Of course. Yes. That's a personal yes. thing, though. right? Right. Right. But once again, if you get hurt, move on. Yeah. If comedy, find 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 a way to uh be okay with yourself and realize that not everybody feels the same as you and that unfortunately you're not going to change the world.
0: And that's the problem. <laughs> they try to stop most, everything.
1: Yeah. Most comedy pushes some boundary.
0: Sure. And it should. You know, or, yeah. and it
1: just does. Right. And it, because because it may be a little uncomfortable, it makes it funny because one there's a like disbelief they just said it, but in the back of your mind I'm like, well, that's true. And you laugh about it and you may feel a little bad, but it still makes you laugh. And that's Comedy pushes boundaries, always has and always will. Right. Um, you know, not not good comedy. Yeah. Well, even, yeah. even Jim, Gaff, Jim Gaffigan being probably the, one of the cleanest comic comedians out there, I mean, he's even said a few things that pushes boundaries, but I mean, it's not so bad. But I mean, he, he's pushed a few boundaries. I mean, he does fat jokes. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's mostly about himself, but he still, you the know, interviews over with. I, I think that's, like, that no, that's, no, that's why PJ. That's why PJ and I don't that like him. The one great <laughs> PJ I just said <laughs> that. here's here's what I'm offended. I'm offended that I can't grow facial hair to cover up my double chin. That's what I noticed about so many so many men my size. They're able to grow facial hair to cover up their double chin. I can't do it. So I think everyone should shave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> does my uh, other than ugliness does this offend thou? No. no, you're one of the best
1: Santa Clauses I've ever seen.
0: Dude, then put me in your next Halloween or your next holiday film. Trust me.
1: 14, 14 sleighs.
0: I actually, you know, I actually <laughs> do Santa uh, home visits every every year.
1: That's awesome. That doesn't surprise me. That's corporate,
0: awesome. corporate parties, everything, you name it. Yeah, You know, I never thought I'd grow into it, but I, I figured if I can't avoid it,
1: might as well embrace it. Well, that explains the rumors where people are saying you're the Harvey Weinstein of Christmas parties. <laughs> now that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that was him they were talking about? Yes. Oh, that, yeah. I put a face with the... <laughs> I can put a face with the comments.
0: <laughs> anyway, back to the news.
1: Next mm-hmm. subject.
0: <laughs> Gentlemen, we have a couple minutes left, uh, unfortunately. Okay. I apologize for segueing so far into... Uh, into the censorship part. Oh, Um, no, that's false.
1: Yeah, sorry we got serious on you. Yeah, I know. I wasn't wasn't used to that. Well, no, I'll say real quick, this will be the only thing I say about this. I was basically a victim of it here recently. I posted about a movie I went and saw Mm -hmm. that that had a whole bunch of sound of freedom. I didn't know anything about the QAnon or the controversy behind the movie or any of that crap. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I like a good conspiracy theory, but I mean, I've got real hobbies and things, so I can't go too far down the rabbit hole. I've got a life to live and I, and bills to pay, so like, I can't sit around and just freak out about that stuff all the time. Right. And I went, I saw the movie, because I saw the trailer, I thought it looked good, I watched the film, and then I posted it out there, like I have about hundreds of other movies right. about how much I enjoyed it, and I recommend going to see it, because it, it is a tough subject matter, but it there were parts of it that moved me, and this, that, and the other. So go check it out. And like all of a sudden, there was just like all this crazy back and forth. People started private messaging telling me how it's spreading QAnon propaganda, and I'm Man. like, so then I have to, then I have to start like Googling what QAnon is just so I can figure out what the hell they're talking about. Man. And um, and the crazy thing is, or they're they're sending me like Rolling Stones articles. And I, I read the articles just to humor them, and now having actually seen the movie, none of that stuff is in there. Right. So it's like everybody who was offended by the fact I saw this movie and hated the movie did so. Now there, there's still going to be some that agree with this, disagree with this comment, but it's like most of them had not seen the film. Right. Oh, I guarantee it. Right. So. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I
1: go see Sound of Freedom.
0: I I. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge story on talk radio that I was listening to. just yesterday, my wife and I were discussing it last night. It is definitely a heated discussion with that film, but I have heard right. it is a magnificent Look, film. Go see it
1: or don't go see it. Right, either way. If you don't want to go see it, don't go see it. But do go see New Fears Eve. <laughs> <laughs> we out of time. So speaking
0: of New Fears Eve, how long of a film are we looking at?
1: Right, three, four hours okay it's so, it's, gonna be, so it's an uh, op, oppenheimer part two okay it is uh it's it's gonna have it's gonna have the intensity of oppenheimer but nice. the uh the fun of barbie Nice. <laughs> so, I, I mean we're gonna try to keep it you know in about an hour and a half if possible okay um some things may end up hitting the cutting room floor I, like i said i haven't started putting the movie together yet so i, sure. I don't know what the length is but um I think it's going to be longer than that. Yeah, so our, our previous projects, in some regards, especially Volumes of Blood Horror Stories, were exercises in indulgence. So, you know, we're working on reining ourselves in a bit. Right. Um, and that's the problem when you edit your own project. You, you, you're you really close to everything. So you feel like everything should be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've gotten better with pulling things out. But, you know, it's, it's still – that's what we wanted 13 Slaves to be was about an hour and a half. Right, and it ended up being like an hour and forty minutes. So, I mean, this this is a, a slasher comedy. Um, it's 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 not trying to push any agendas. It's not trying to. It doesn't have any real specific message. There's a lot of very personal things about my life that are in the script and the story, yeah. and the characters. But as far as like the subject matter and the narrative, it's it's not anything where you have it's not it's not real heavy handed anywhere. I mean, it's right. it's just fun. It's blood, gore and laughs. So after, point- I'm sorry. I was just I figure it's going to be between an hour and a half, an hour, and 45 minutes. I, there's just a lot of footage. And I think there's a uh, I think to make this film be what it needs to be, it's going to be a little longer. It's not going to be a two hour movie for sure. But okay. no.
0: Well, I mean, without drawing anything out and making it overkill, I, I would suggest, or I mean, I would guess that it would better to be, have it full than cut something short. Right. Correct? Yeah. Why don't you go make your own
1: movie? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> um, with that being said... Um, <laughs> when you want me to punch you, just do it like this, and then I know. <laughs> just take the Twinkies and run afterwards. That's all, all I right. ask. Um. So after editing, once you get the music, the score is in place, you guys have a tentative, hopeful release date. We don't know. We had
1: one initially, but once uh, things changed a bit for us in the distributor arena, uh, we started getting interest in it that we weren't really prepared for okay. or didn't really see coming. Um, so then that, that our, our, so our, our plans kind of went to the wayside uh, just to kind of see where things could go with the project. We So, yeah, we we really... We have know. several distributors that are waiting to see the film before they make a decision whether they're going to, sure. you know, work with us or want to work with us or not. They've seen the trailer. There's interest, but they aren't going to throw anything at us until they see the full film. One uh, more, more sold, really, than others right now. I want to talk to us again before the movie's even out. So we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, the, one of them is... Uh, going to have the interest that we want and have the contract that we're ready to sign. So it's all going to depend on who that is before we know anything.
0: Okay. Well, I definitely want to wish you guys the best of luck with the film. I know I'm extremely anxious to see it when it does come out, as always. Thank uh, you. Please. PJ especially. I know you are a little bit more socially apt, Eric, than you are
1: um, on social media. Um, I don't want to be redundant. (laughs) He tags me everything, and I I just feel like he's on there every other half hour. I'm a media Yeah, It it helps nowadays, I tell you. But I I definitely want you guys
0: to definitely reach back out to me um, at any given time, especially once the film is over and done and completed and out there. I would love to talk to you guys afterwards. Uh, boys and girls, New Fears Eve. Gentlemen, any last words you want to say? Plug anything?
1: Put anything out there? Go check out go check out our new Indiegogo uh, Finishing finds. Uh It's uh, New Fears Eve Finishing funds. is the name of it. <laughs> we got um, a really little creative um, for that one. There's a really cool t-shirt that wasn't on the original uh, Indiegogo. I uh, showed it to a lot of people. Just, hey, what do you think of this? And everybody's like, oh, man, that's really cool. And a little tidbit information. It was designed by Sean Burkett of uh, Don't Fuck in the Woods fame. Yeah. Nice, very nice. Currently stranded, which is like killing yeah. it fast. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's it's a it's a great design. And uh so if you uh, want a t shirt that helps in to support the movie, that's a uh, go check that out. Yeah. We also have a whole bunch of random items and stuff from um, the film props wardrobe, uh that's just collecting dust and storage right now. So <laughs> you anybody who's interested, they can get on there and check it out. Um so <laughs> Producer packages are there, so come go check it
0: out. Awesome, awesome gentlemen. Boys and girls, PJ Starks, Eric Huskinson.
1: There you go. There you go. There we
0: go, taking it slowly for you. Uh New Fears Eve is a film. Definitely get out there. Support the film. Uh you can find the Indiegogo information on my Facebook page. Uh like I said. PJ is definitely the social whore, as he said. He will keep you up to date. He will keep you up to date on all social outlets and updates on the film. So, gentlemen, best of luck to you. Gentlemen, Eric, it was nice to finally meet you and talk to you.
1: Pleasure. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it.
0: PJ. uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) 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 Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Boys and girls, this is the
1: witching hour. Keep it evil. Thank you.